1: Welcome to the Hearts Entwined Podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I've got a great different style male guest on. His name is Troy L. Rawlings. And he's not only a love, dating and relationship expert and coach, he's also a comedian and delivers his brand of coaching in a very fun comedy style. And in today's episode... We're going to be talking about taboo talks with Troy. So, hello, Troy.
2: How are you, Len? How's everything?
1: (laughs) Everything is great here. Uh, Where where are you
2: in the world? I am in Los Angeles, California. It's it's in the AM here. It's about I I know you guys are like nine hours ahead of me, so it's Friday uh, in Los Angeles, California. I don't know when this is going to air, so. But it's a Friday morning around 11.26 a.m. So I guess it's (laughs) 8.26 p.m. your time.
1: Yeah, it is 8.26 p.m. my time. So, yeah, quite a big time difference. So It's lovely to have somebody on, um, you know, from um, another part of the world and to share your experiences. And I love the title, actually, of this particular episode, Taboo Talks. Tell me how that came about,
2: Troy. Well, uh, actually, it was about... Well, wow. Now, 15 years ago now, I started doing some publicist work. I've been a, doing, uh, I guess, professional comedy. I say professional because I started getting paid for it. I was an a, a entertainment brat since I was a kid, not getting paid for it and getting in trouble with school and all that stuff. But <laughs> when I started actually getting paid for it, it's like 2001. But in about 2004, I was doing some publicist work for different authors. And an author by the name of Yonder had a book called What I Do is Taboo. And erotic fiction, sex, love, relation—you know, erotic fiction books, Zane or, or Daniel Steele or Harlequin—and some of them are very—I I say urban erotic fiction because regular erotic fiction is like he took out his his long sword and thrust it into the essence of her being. And you know, <laughs> earth, it's like they on the floor and they fucking. Like, so <laughs> it was—it was one of those type of books where it was like, okay. And what I noticed is women would come up and we were doing book signing in the middle of a mall and we're standing and we're interacting and I'm a comedian, so I'm always going to entertain people. when women come up and say, hmm, well, I got a question. My man comes home from work and I get ready to go down on him and he stops me. Is he cheating on me? <laughs> and I was like, okay, first off, I've never heard of a guy stopping a woman from going down on him. That's one. I said, two. <laughs> uh, I said I said but was this something you always did did you always jump on him at the door and you know we kind of laugh about it and stuff and and then I was like but you also know a man is still at work when he gets home she looked at me like huh and I was like you know it takes us longer to deprogram and the look on her face was like what do you mean my man has a brain it was like she was <laughs> like what do you mean he thinks and has emotions you know it was like <laughs> but what I realized is that woman wasn't going to ask her girlfriend about why her man stopped her from giving her him a blowjob. she was going to find out from men look give me the real since she felt comfortable and I, I i specialize in setting a comfortable comfortable atmosphere so people can just be themselves i realized that the only thing that's really taboo is telling the truth a question about sex and you know we're comedians so we take every everything nothing is taboo to a comedian no so it's like a words really so taboo talk means whatever you think is off the chain that you're scared to ask ask yeah and what I found out is no matter how crazy it gets um you get to the deeper stuff later talking about sex it's easy talking about how this person might have been abused or how she she's not really in love with her husband or something like that that's the hardest stuff Mm.
1: yeah that's um yeah something I can definitely relate to so off air a couple of minutes ago, I had the benefit of listening to you saying, you know, that, that, you know, it's things really escalated when during your live performances, was it that you invited people to put the questions that they don't ask into a bucket, you know?
2: <laughs> Anonymously, yeah.
1: Anonymously, yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it's something that it gets rid of the, the pretentiousness of uh, someone, you know, it's, that's, that's what I pitch. If you, you know, if, if. <laughs> If a woman is on a talk show or she's talking to a therapist and or someone and she's trying to be polite, she's like, Well, he's just not really romantic with me the way I want him to be. I want him to be more romantic. And it and she comes to my session, she can put in that bucket. How do I get him to go down on me and eat me out? How do I get him to I really want him to do something he's never done before? You know, they can put that in a bucket, but when you're talking to somebody, they'll dance around it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what I'm saying they'll dance around what it is. You know, my my woman doesn't pay enough attention to me, or you know, or you know, a lot of times with guys it may be a respect thing or wanting to try something new. With women, it's it's always. I mean, and I'm being general, but with women, it's always the entirety of the experience from how you treat her mind that morning to how much she wanted to be uh, ravished. But and and also women having a hard time telling when they want to go further because of man, You know, I, I, for years I thought, before I did this session, I thought men always like sex a lot more than women. Wrong. I always do it at the beginning of my session. If it's a mixed crowd, I always do it so men will see and men will also shut up after this. Because when you go into a session, you have men and women, the first thing they think about doing is bad or the sexist type stuff. I'm going to give her, her a piece of my mind. I'm going to tell them how I feel. No one's listening. So. Once I at the beginning of my show, I say, look, we're all in the same playing field. There's no judgment in here. I don't care if you're a virgin or if you were sucking dick in the hallway. We're all on the same playing field. Don't, you know, of course the person sucking dick in the hallway is a little further ahead than most people, but I don't want anybody <laughs> judging anybody. We're all on the same playing field. So leave all that stuff outside. And how many women here think they like sex as much as or more than men? Raise your hand. And nine times out of ten, women will start raising their hands. And you'll see men look around the room like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait. Okay. And then, we, and then mind you, it's not just about sex questions. It's relationship questions in. And I tell people, okay, if you're talking about men, don't say, why do men lie? Say, why do some or most? You have men with all men. So don't generalize like that. And what I'm doing in the midst of this is showing people you know we are like in a lot of ways but also don't judge everybody the same way every individual is different so um, it, it's those type of things that set an atmosphere where it's been pretty amazing from like a, I'm from Baltimore black guy from Baltimore so it's from an urban African- American crowd to a um, a preppy Burbank um, mixed or Caucasian or Latino or Armenian or uh, european crowd it doesn't matter when you talk about sex all of the questions line up pretty much the same some audiences deal with one or two things that may be a little bit more taboo to them Mm. but um yeah it's been i've been to hedonism in jamaica doing my show and it's no difference from doing the show for the uh, the christian women in san diego
1: (laughs) yeah i know i get that and uh, you know the thing is that um i think with both sexes you know, women tend to uh, misunderstand men because they think men think, feel, and behave like women, and vice versa. You know, and obviously that's not the case. So it's it's understanding the differences, you know, as much right. as anything.
2: Right, right. I, I was I sent the uh, saw a video a TED talk that um Dr. John Gray who wrote Men Are from Mars, Women are from Venus. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, from like 2014. Yeah. He's just hilarious. He's funny, and he's But it's funny because, you know, you can Google this stuff and a lot of times that's what men think and women think. A woman is like, well, he doesn't understand. He's not one of the biggest things you hear a woman say, um, and this is like I said, it's general, not all women, but is that he's just not communicating to me. And if you look up the word communicate, it does not say talk. No. It's how you transfer information Mm. about a feeling or expression or whatever things. But it doesn't say talk because talking is a form. Of communication yes so women talking is everything we I mean my daughter is seven years old I remember when she was almost two and one day she was like <laughs> she was not saying words but she was flowing I was like oh my god yeah this is
1: well apparently so, so women she, speak uh, three times at least more words a day than men <laughs>
2: Right, so what I try to say is, um, and I have it on my Relationship Calm, the YouTube channel. Um, you know, if a man gets home from work and he sits in a chair and he's like, like, hey, baby, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong. You sure there's nothing wrong? Yeah. By the third time, you're actually interrogating him. Yes, yes, of course there's something wrong. You just have to learn how to speak his language. Like, if you're hungry, yeah, I didn't know that. You want a beer? You want some coffee? You want to rub his feet? You know, if you if you know some intimate thing you do turns them on or releases. You know, that's why in the middle of the night, back in the day, you would hear. You know, if you go to the bathroom as a child and you hear your parents number, in the middle of the night, they're talking. They're probably talking because they just had sex, mm-hmm. and he is now totally open to whatever. He's he's open. He's honest. He's bleeding his heart out to this woman. That's what pillow talk originally was. Yes, because that was the intimacy piece. And a woman who really knew, you know, there were women that told, taught women, other women, how to deal with a man in certain ways. You know what? He's probably got a lot on his head. You're not going to hear it. like right, but make sure when your bedroom is your bedroom. So after y'all have sex, he's going to talk like a like a teenage boy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you know what? There's so much wisdom, you know, that's um, been passed on down the generations. That you know, because nothing's changed as regards what creates really healthy passionate, fulfilling, you know, uh, you know, mind blowing relationships, nothing's changed. You know, it's just society that's changed, you know, so what's worked to create really great relationships right since man walked the earth is what still stands today.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. The only thing that has changed is the level at which information is going to our young people. Yes. And they may think that they can look at, I say us now, I'm 44, us now or older and think, okay, I I know everything I need to know about sex. What do you mean you know everything you need to know about sex? What are you talking (laughs) about in relationships? Well, I was, I watched everything from porn to Oprah to, um, this, a bunch of people online in the past two hours and I got it all. Like what? (laughs) No, that's the dispensation of time we're in. So it, it's knowledge is being transferred at a higher, I mean, information. Is being transferred at a higher level, but knowledge is not being transferred at a higher level. I agree.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, let's face it, you know, a lot of things that are key life skills. And I'm not just talking about love, dating and relationships um, are not taught in schools. And we're not parented about this stuff, are we?
2: No, no, no. And, and, And if it's, you know. I come from, a, um, even though my parents were together 21 years, I was 14 when they just kind of went their separate ways and then it was like, all right, see you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's as much as people, you heard people talk about growing up fast and they grow up fast, they had to grow up fast. What they don't say is anytime you have to, quote unquote, grow up fast, at that point that you start that transition, whatever you didn't learn between the proper growth at that point, at, that, at 14, my parents leave and I'm kind of living on my own. So I'm a 14-year-old in a lot of places in my life. Mm. I I still have to get the therapy, the help, the knowledge, and grow fully into manhood because there's there was a traumatic experience at 14 that stunted some growth. And we don't look at it like that. We thought, oh, I had to grow up quick, so I took care of my brothers and sisters. And that. But you lost some of your childhood, and that part of your childhood is needed too. So what are you doing now? To you know, these are I am the saying therapy is for us, all of us. We all need a sense of therapy and something therapeutic and know that we can talk and get open, and the more we talk and get open, and like you said before, talking about men and women, you know men are not a a man a woman with a penis. That's not what a man is. We don't no. even think like scientifically we we can't even women comprehend a lot more and can take in a lot more at one time, and men are compartmentalizing their thinking. Mm. That's why we do grade honeydew lists yeah <laughs> so yes. Yeah. One through five. You call that man and say, "Hey, can you add something to that list?" Here? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was on number four. What do you want to add?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's it, it. Yeah, it's a funny game, really. Uh, you know, educating people around what? you know the differences because, like you say, men aren't hairy versions of women. <laughs> They're just not. <laughs>
2: No you are not you're not, you're not. And, and and it's and it's a whole so when a woman says a man's not communicating she's talking about you know he's not talking to me It's like but he sat down in that chair slouched started sighing rubbing his head think he had a hard day or think he might be a little depressed about something he is communicating look at all that nonverbal communication he's doing
1: yes just so, those little that, signals isn't it to um take on board
2: right that's that's communicating sixty percent of our communication is nonverbal Yes. So it's, that's, that's the essence of it. And, and the, the biggest thing, like I said, my mission is to help men and women communicate better in love. It's the lovingness. If you have a child or someone you really love or parents you're taking care of, anybody you've taken care of love, even if it's a dog or cat, Yes. you are tending to them. You tend to those things and people you love. It's the love part that we're missing in our communication because if, if if he gets home and see the problem is now the man and woman coming home at the same time, sometimes she getting home later because everybody's working <laughs> in America, at least yes. everybody. Yes, everybody. The dog has got a job. The dog is on commercials. <laughs> he's like, where's the dog? He's going to interview. He <laughs> he's at an audition. <laughs> like, what?
1: He's rounding up sheep.
2: <laughs> right. He's working something. He's working, you know, uh, <laughs> at least back in the day when everybody worked, it was a farm setting, agricultural, everybody worked and everybody ate at the same table. So you know everybody did their work and everybody ate. Nowadays, you know, dinner is whatever you bring home for yourself. Every, everybody's going for their self nowadays. Mm-hmm. So there's how much are we tending to in, in a loving manner to people? And that's where the biggest part of miscommunication, miscommunication comes in. Because in the beginning, of my next book that I'm working on is um, But Naked On is 2, Her Butler, His Maid finding gratitude and servitude towards your mate. Because when you first get with somebody, you're like, oh, what's mine is yours, and what's yours is, if, if you want it to be mine, it would be mine too, but you know, it's Who <laughs> did <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem with? Problem is your shit and my shit. <laughs> <laughs> not... Leave my car alone. You know, where's my, you know, well, so it's... what happened? Yeah. You know, in the midst of it, us having problems, we get away, we start pulling away. And yeah. I think, uh, if you find a sense of what, at the beginning, everything was a fresh affection and loving it. You just want to share everything with this person. And we've seen some great relationships where people can keep that going. You see older couples and they can't stop holding each other's hand like they're young again. Mm. Because they've gone through enough to realize that everything else ain't that deep. I love this person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a definite art form that I think has... Been lost over the years, especially I think you know because society's changed so much, and women have obviously become more independent. And now right. um you know sometimes even the main breadwinner or equal breadwinner, um, as well as maybe yeah. even you know sharing childcare duties. um You know, so so roles and relationships have changed in that sense. But I think because I speak to women, you know, are probably are in the corporate world now and are very high powered, they they tend to mm-hmm. think if they're single. You know, it's because men feel threatened by their status, or you know, because they're more successful probably than some of the men they meet, and that's not the case. They don't realize that 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 has really got very little to do with it.
2: Well, it, yeah, And in in some cases, because I hear I get that question a lot too. I get the question of, well, you know, what can you tell? How as a as a strong woman, or is that a independent woman, or is it this and that, and. and and there's nothing wrong with being independent, but I think what we don't stress enough is a healthy interdependence. Yes. Um, Being who you are, but knowing that your life evolves around other people and involves other people if you want to grow. You can't grow by yourself. So um, the thing that's so amazing about uh, the scenarios with with business women and women in general, and and here in the United States, you're right. The biggest entrepreneurial push right now, in the, are, and this is why you see, uh, and of course with the Me Too movement and everything else, this is why you see so many women CEOs right now, because the biggest entrepreneurial um, market or community are women. Mm. And even larger, African uh, American women. So it, it's it's huge across the board. Women are running things, and going, but they've kind of been doing it for years, because if you run a household, you can run anything. <laughs> The thing that, that's so crazy though is that, and here's the part that you gotta realize, when women go into corporate and they start competing with men, competition is what men do. Yes. Um, so if you feel like you're in it, you go in there and you shake a man's hand and you shake it hard and you look him in his eyes, in a lot of ways, you have said, game on. And remember, before we had a woman, we had games, <laughs> we had bowls and trucks and, and competition. And, you know, that's why guys are considered players because we are, everything is a competition. So yeah. it becomes that thing. But the one thing that always melts masculinity is femininity. Absolutely. It's to this day, it's, it's, it's the thing that melts masculinity. Yeah. But the And, I, and that's just my opinion, but it's, you know, I tell women like, well, how can a man do this? How can a man do that? And it, and 95% of my audience are women. And I'll always say something, you know, I'm a comedian too, so I always say, well, well wear a dress. And then they'll start laughing, like, what? I was like, do you realize that most of the chivalry you're talking about that you think is gone came from women wearing dresses?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I understand. I and this is or, exactly what
2: I educate you know. about myself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's,
2: it's really, even though we try to, a lot of times men are wearing dresses now and they're trying to do it on the runways and this, that and <laughs> Guys that got some guy at the Emmys or whatever it was that had the dress on him. Oh, he looks amazing. No, he looks crazy. He's. I understand. He's. He's. Yeah. He may even if he's gay. That's something that's now if you're transgender and you have a sex change and you want to wear a dress, so be it. But if you're a man wearing a dress, you're taking something that that only a woman can only a woman can rock and wear a dress properly. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. I agree. It's one that's amazing femininity. There's nothing like. Yeah. You know, and and what happens is when you go into a corporate setting because there's a challenge there and some women have been like, OK, I got to go in here and I got to show them that I'm about my business. Cause Yeah. Yeah. When you're a woman, sometimes you got to deal with the, the three F's. Are they trying to fuck you, finance you or fuck you over? And and sadly, um, some women in business deal with that kind of stuff on a regular basis. I've had friends that are beautiful women, intelligent and they go into a meeting, they are excited and they come back and talk to me like, yeah, you know, it's. Ah, the same old. Thing. I was like, "What happened?" And when they start breaking it down to me, I was like, "Yo, that's horrible that you have to think about that." Mm-hmm. That is this guy just trying to get up my dress? Is yeah. this a real? Does he take me seriously? Is he trying to get me positions position so he can use me, or is he serious about wanting to finance me? And there's different techniques and things you can do to learn that because any guy that you know, women are the most beautiful thing on planet. Women and men want to be with a woman, so. Having one to have sex with somebody, that's just a natural feeling. But if you talk about business to a man, you'll see his eyes shift, if he's serious. He'll shift and start talking and look a certain way, and, has, and he'll focus on business. So you can get that guy who thinks he's flirting with you focused on business. It's techniques and stuff. But the fact that a woman has to deal with that kind of psyche is a big deal. Yeah. So by the time she gets home, she, you know, <laughs> unless she has a high sex drive, she, <laughs> she's like, oh, I had a hard day too. Yeah. What did you fix? Like, oh, let order in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I understand exactly what you're saying because my my main program is a, is is a literally educating women around how to use your feminine power. You know, it's literally mm. that because we've all got that. You know, um, if you're an you know uh, in a in a heterosexual relationship where you're attracted to the opposite sex, normally. Right. What that usually means is that um, you know uh, your. Although we both have masculine and feminine energy, regardless of what sex you are, normally what it means if you're in a, a relationship which is an opposite sex relationship is that your more dominant natural energy is the same as your gender. It's not always the case, but the majority of the time it is. So you know that use that feminine energy and and it's educating women uh, and women you know in how to use it to get what they want, you know, because they want a strong man. They want him to, you know, be the one that wears the trousers in a relationship, and they don't even realize that they're the ones that are in their masculine energy often when they come back from home uh, and are coming across as being quite competitive, which then, like you said, he's feeling that energy as being another man challenging him rather than the feminine, beautiful woman that she is.
2: Uh, uh, Right. So either he's going to combat it or he's going to back down from it. Definitely. And way, it's not a good, it's not a flow. It's not a, it's not a together. You're absolutely right. It's like what you said earlier. We used to have older women, um, be it mom or grandma who would pull women up and say, come in, baby, let me talk to you. And mm-hmm. they'd be in the sophomore. these are certain things you should do and and teaching a woman just how to be a woman and wear a dress. And it, and some of the things that it was like, yeah, you know, but I'm kind of tomboyish. because My father, you know, I'm raising my daughter and I realized that I have to like, she loves wearing dresses. And of course, I'm always thinking, well, where's something? Because you're gonna be playing at school, and this, another, and those are little intricate things. And I'm not, and I want her to be totally feminine. But those are things that we don't realize. Women back in the day, grandmothers and mothers realized how important it was yes. to teach this lady to be a young lady. I remember my mother. One of the most serious yelling and scolding and beatings I got was because my mother looked outside and saw me wrestling a little girl, and we were like elementary school. She was like, get over here. I was like, what, what? Oh, she got a dress on. Oh, she jumped on my back. I don't, I don't, you don't do that. She got a dress on, a dress flying in the air. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess Oh, so. It was the dress. Yes. It was, you know, it was certain things, that, But I, we've we've kind of lost sight of some of that. You we know, have, We and, have.
1: Um, and it's different things that make us feminine, you know, because for me – um, you know, it isn't around wearing lots of heavy makeup, for example, that makes me feel feminine. For other women, it is. You know, they like to get dolled up to the nines. For me, you know, I just like to have a flower in my hair and, um, or on my clothes or both. You know, and and wear sort of floaty skirts and dresses, and be a bit gypsyish I suppose, or a bit Spanish, right. <laughs> in my in the way yes. I sort of present myself. You're in
2: Spain. I mean, that's ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. You, you can walk outside and be like, "Yes, I'm going to do that tomorrow."
1: So yeah. that's what makes me feel feminine. So it's more about you know what makes you feel feminine, not not necessarily that you need to actually you know always be painting your nails or. Uh, always be fully made up or always wearing stiletto shoes, you know, it's, it's whatever makes you feel feminine.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, I think it, it does so much. Um, I have a wonderful friend. We've been friends for 25 years. I'd be blessed to marry this woman. She showed me time and time again that she's got my back and she's there for me. And it's another, but she's a, she's a, a business to be reckoned with. And she has a lot of traits from her father. But when she's around me, she melts. Mm. There's nothing more attractive to a man than a woman that allows him to be a man. Yeah, absolutely. And a woman that can allow that to come out of you. Because sometimes you'll meet somebody who's like, oh, this guy, is just, he's not doing this, he's not doing that, he's not doing this. But like you said, a woman can talk to a man. A woman is so powerful. She can talk to a man and with her, her tongue is more powerful and not just for sex. A tongue is powerful because she can talk to him and make him feel like the dirt of the earth, where she comes from, or make him the king that he's meant to be just by the words and the way she talks to him. Now, if he doesn't have a vision and you can't bring it out of him, then you may have to really consider this man you're with. Because Some men, and women, they lost cause. They can't, you know, nothing you say will help them go to the next level, but you should be able to pour into your mate or your friend and see your words translate into an actual tangible thing. And that's how powerful women, women have, I love the fact that you're teaching on feminine energy. And I think, you know, it's
1: also teaching women that, you know, the vulnerability is their greatest strength. It's not their weakness, you know, that, that is their superpower, their vulnerability, you know, in, in being able to, um, you know, from a position of, uh, from strength, I don't mean you know you are desperate and needy because that, that isn't attractive either. But you know, from a position right. of, of being in your healthy best state, where you've been doing your self care, you know you're, you're feeling confident. You 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 know you've done the inner work around you know self love and um, you know from that place of vulnerability, you know that's very attractive to a guy.
2: Yes, by all means, by all means. It, it's it's um I I love. You know, over the years, I've seen the questions from women, and still coming in, and still, you know, one of the questions I, I just put a YouTube up about a woman talking about, you know, I'm with this guy, and this, and I know this woman, so I know that outside of just her post, you know, some people post crazy stuff, and they're, you know, there'll be a school teacher or a, a female pastor somewhere, and they, they have a, <laughs> a, a another scenario online that they do. And it's like some fetish or crazy thing. And you're like, who oh, is it? No, oh, that's just me having fun. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the other side of you, Dr. So-and-so. But this woman always, who she is is who she is. So if you know about her, she's very much, uh, very her sexual sexuality is upfront. So, but the question she asked, since it was anonymous, sounds like the average question a woman would ask. I'm with this guy. This uh, I find myself faking it because the sex is not that good, but he's so good to me and he's such a gentleman, and that's all she said. And this guy doesn't know that; mm. he just thinks it's the greatest thing ever. But what I had to flip the script on her with because I've heard that hundreds of times from women. Yes. Uh, they with somebody, and women do it all the time because and 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 let's let's do the scientific numbers of it all. If sixty to seventy percent of women have never had a vaginal orgasm, meaning an orgasm during actual sexual penetration and sex, they, but the average woman has had a control orgasm with herself or her toy within two minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes,
2: there's a disconnect on communication about what this woman likes mm-hmm. versus what this guy thinks he's doing. Yes. So I I just went back to on a video mm-hmm. and I said, look, so. Let's talk about reciprocity. Do you enjoy pleasing him? Because that's even another thing, okay? If you're going into sex with his anticipated, like, oh, here we go, this dude. And if he's small, I mean, if he's a small dude and can't, there, there's, still, I, there's literally somebody gave me a book, and don't talk, I don't know why they gave you this book. I'm not saying that it's towards me. But the <laughs> book is called Penis Envy 101 Things to Do. If you think your penis is too small, actually, the guy who wrote the book was at her then. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it sound like I don't have a small penis. Uh, but <laughs> one of 101 things to do if you think your penis is too small by Ricky Bledsoe. It is a thick little book. It's a funny book, but but it's but it's real. So there are a bunch of things you can do to please your mate if that's what's up. But this man, if you're faking it, it's ladies it, to all your women listeners. Stop faking it, but don't have the conversation in the bedroom. That's the biggest thing I tell people. Mm. Go get some coffee, walk in the park, have those sexy conversations. I want you to do this to me, but away from the bedroom. So but at the time you get to the place where it's supposed to be most intimate, especially because a man's ego is like your emotions. Mm. So (laughs) like you get your emotions hurt, you can hurt his ego. And it does the same thing. And when a man shuts down, he gets quiet. And, of course, you want to talk. He doesn't want to talk to you anymore. And each time he shuts down, he closes the door. Yeah. So he gets a little more private, a little bit more secretive, and lies start beginning a little bit more. Because he doesn't trust you. He opens up his part, and, you know, but the more loving you are, like I said, that femininity lets him know that he's your man, he's your king. And But talk about the stuff that you like away from the bedroom. Go out to coffee and say, oh, that. Let's make up some stories about this couple over here. What do you think he's going to do to her later on? And you'd have fun, whatever it is. You know, y'all having fun. He's like, you know what I'd really like you to do? He's like, what's baby? He's cutting his eggs and his bacon. I want you to tie me up. You pull my hair. You call me the dirtiest name you can when we're having sex. He will drop his coffee <laughs> on his bacon. Say, check. <laughs> that's <laughs> making <serious>. it happen. Call <laughs> him He's at work. I know you. Are you busy, baby? Yeah, I'm busy. Oh, I just want to suck your dick when you get home. Just wanted to let you know that. Oh, my son fell off a cliff. <laughs> Did you say my son fell off a cliff? My son fell off a cliff. I got to go. You know. <laughs> you live in the valley. It's a cliff.
1: You know <laughs> yeah. I, you know. I mean, there's there's lots of little, you know, sexy tricks you can do as as well. You know, like if your partner's going away for the weekend or, you know, has to go, Um, um like, for example, um, you know, uh, in lots of relationships, especially if, you, if you're a, an expat like myself living in Spain, you know, your partner might have to go back to the UK now and again. So it's nice just to put yeah. something in his suitcase to remind him of you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as long as he's not going home to But <laughs> well, that's a good way to find out what his real status is too. It's like, I can't believe you did that. Did, what, did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> My wife found it. Your wife?
1: You know so well, not- I said
2: hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, this is for you baby. I don't wear this side <laughs> <laughs> and it smells like perfume already <laughs> That is sexy though that is that is that is more than sexy that's 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 a good one but nowadays you just gotta make sure <laughs> it's like you have not called me back. did you find it did you left that in there?
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, what's wrong I'll call you back? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's oh funny. Man. Yeah. Uh, but, but yes yes that is i like that i like that that is very br- women yes if you know his status <laughs> <laughs> if you know you're not doing anything because you just said a lot of guys up that's what i'll do she's gonna know today you know um but but i like that i like that that's really cool yeah, know, uh, something no, no, it
1: might, you know, it's just, just something like a little note, you know, with, with something erotic written on it.
2: Even. Yeah, then something, you know, I love that, names and stuff, stuff that only you two will know. You know, that's, and especially for married. See, this stuff we're not talking about, some people are like, oh, yeah, that'd be romantic if I wasn't married. Stop that. You're married. <laughs> you're supposed to be doing all the romantic shit that you could ever think about you should be doing with your wife. Yaza. Everything. This is the person you, you're really going to be with for the rest of your life. Yes. Lee it all on the table. It all on, there's a, there's a scripture in, in uh, biblically that says the marriage bed is undefiled. So that means leave it all on the table. (laughs) Do it all. Yeah. You know, so it's like, if if this is the point, now it's legal. All that hoism you used to do before you were married, now you got legal rights, supposedly. So (laughs) do whatever you want. Do it all. Don't don't play with it. Do it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree. You know, the thing is that, you know, with your mate, partner, you know, in, in a romantic sense, you know, n- nothing, like you say, is, is off limits within, within the boundaries of um, the two of you. Because it really shows the more you share, the more you allow the other to share. And it really shows right. really high level, deep trust. And that trust creates lots of intimacy.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, uh, more than there's nothing there's nothing greater than that. There's nothing greater than the trust and the intimacy that comes forth from two people being totally open and knowing that that's your goal. Like your goal is to please one another. Like your goal is to you know, if you're going to have competition, let the competition be about how you please the other person. Yeah, absolutely. And, and learn how to receive. The biggest thing on giving, also, there's another side of it. It's just most people, uh, we have a guilt complex, or so we feel guilty about receiving, mm. and or yeah. ask for when we need things. We there's this weird guilt about being independent, and I shouldn't have to ask anybody for anything. And that's not what life does. No. Oh, I'm just ahead heads up, Len. Also, um, just in case you have to, we have to uh, do a part two of this. My um my my phone is on seven percent right now, so just let me...
1: okay. Well, <laughs> I to... well, well, we'll wrap it up in the next few minutes, then, just so you don't actually get physically cut off from the power. Okay, right,
2: right. It's on six percent. Is I don't know why. So it's like draining quickly. So, um, just in case we, uh, but you know, just in case we, if it's part one and we have to do it. A- part two or I, I want to talk to you all day now
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> i would love to have you on again so just because you know I, I hear you and in terms of um your limited power on on the phone how can our audience get in touch with you then
2: oh uh troy rawlings or anywhere on if they google me troy rawlings t-r-o-y-r-a-w-l-i-n-g-s you can find me anywhere on social media um I've been my social media footprint has probably been around or whatever to call it, carbon, whatever has been <laughs> has been around. Uh digital footprint has been around since ninety-eight. So it's not hard to find me online. But Troy Rawlings Live, R-A-W-L-I-N G S, Troy Rawlings Live.com.
1: Excellent. And I'll make sure Troy's details are all in the show notes so you'll have that con information in there uh, as well as um the access and link to his latest book what's your latest book called again troy
2: But naked honest conversational foreplay for dating but b-u-t naked honest question mark conversational foreplay for dating miss has two babies on the front hug, hugging each other <laughs> i love that <laughs> like they're having a deep conversation i saw the picture i was like yeah and and the reason the babies on uncover is kind of like you know when we're younger you know you see babies running around and being naked is nothing to them. As we get older, physically and figuratively, we put on so many layers. So it's teaching people how to be naked, honest, even in the dating process, let alone when you get married and things like that.
1: I love that. You know what? I absolutely agree that we create layers as we grow older and uh, also wear many, many masks that aren't really representative of who we truly are. Anyway, um, because of the time constraint on on the battery of your phone, I'm going to to close this now, but I've really found it a great, great interview, Troy, and I'd love to have you on again. So uh, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts around Taboo Talk.
2: I appreciate you so much. And anytime.
1: Excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to leave it there, listeners, yeah. rather than uh, wait for Troy to actually get physically cut off. Hair. <laughs> and remember, true love starts with opening our hearts. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Goodbye. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith. Inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email Lynn at hearts entwined.com. That's L Y N at hearts entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.